0: man in the mirror it's hayden here um thank you so much for joining me yeah if you haven't listened to man in the mirror before where have you been but let me explain it's a podcast where each week i talk to a male guest and i do know occasionally people ask about this and honestly it's not out of some kind of sexism i really hope it's not it's more just to have a space where men can can chat and and Kind of because it's about exploring self-care and self-image. So we get into grooming, fragrance, skincare, all of those things. I I think of it sometimes almost as a, I don't know, like a conversation you might have in a barber's chair. So I'm really interested in this idea of perception, how men think about what they see when they look in the mirror, um, the idea of ageing, how you feel about it, if you do anything about it, you know, what your appearance says about you. And to that end, this week, my guest is a stylist. He's a a personal and celebrity stylist called Phil Tarling, who I met, and we're going to chat about this in our conversation, but we met at an event, super stylish guy. We we immediately kind of hit it off and got chatting. He was obviously far just dressed far better than I was, but really charming and lovely. And I thought, actually, just to talk to a stylist who can give me, you know, we talk often about, you know, the sort of appearance and skin and all those things. So to kind of extend that idea and just discuss the confidence that good clothes and and styling can bring, you know, whether that's just about editing a wardrobe that you have anyway or buying new things. And as Phil explains during our chat, you know, that doesn't have to be just for people with high net worth or celebrities. You know, there's it's a service that could be really useful for, for everybody but um he's very engaging informative entertaining um so many great views on you know on on clothes on body confidence he knows a lot about skincare he knows a lot about what you know what looks good and um we don't really sort of talk about individual celebrities in in the chat and maybe he was being far too modest but he's styled all manner of people mostly men but he has actually styled women too but um he is a stylist for people like Ben Shepard on, on TV and has done that for a long time. So um, if you think Ben Shepard looks super sharp, that's all down to Mr. Phil Tarling. So um, without further ado, here we go. It's my conversation. I'm Hayden Williams, and I'm chatting to stylist Phil Tarling. Here we go. Welcome along to Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden Williams here, and was, I'm so... Delighted to let you know that my guest this week is Phil Tarling, who is a stylist. Hi, Phil. I am a stylist. And he I is a Phil. stylist. I mean that that doesn't even cover it, but I, I should say I met Phil at an event last year. I kind of it was a male skincare event, actually. Shake up, who are brilliant, anyway. But um, I knew you know he was a very stylish man. I, I knew he must be doing something in that realm, and we had a little. A little chat, but then it kind of picked up on uh, on Instagram. And uh, anyway, we've sort of we've met on a couple of occasions at a couple of events. And I think part of man in the mirror is obviously to talk about self image, self care, and to find out about all sorts of different kinds of people. But I think you know, as well as thinking about grooming and skincare, of course, you know, being holistic people as we are, it extends to what we look like and clothes and, and our sense of style and there's no one better to talk about all of this stuff and um and i should also add that this would have happened slightly sooner phil was very kind because you know sometimes it's we might go to a studio or a members club or sometimes we do it like this um on on the riverside platform but i had i did go to Phil's house, and he was very kind, and, and he graciously invited me to his house last week to record it at home, which would have been great. I say would have been because we were all set to go. I'd had an amazing cup of coffee. We'd had a chat, <coughs> seen how lovely Phil's house was. Anyway, we were all, all good to go. And then just the most embarrassing thing where the the gremlins, you know, the ghosts in the machine, the the gremlins kind of failed, and um, it wouldn't It was record. quite
1: tense, wasn't it? it was oh, pretty- I just
0: but I think I just got into a flap. So yeah, the, the recording wouldn't work. It was all distorted. And I kept trying to restart. And I think, you know, that thing when you you kind of need to be in your flow and it, nothing seemed to correct myself. And I just felt really embarrassed and self-conscious. And then we had a little try, but it still wasn't working particularly well. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to cut my losses. And um, so I kind of, I had to sort of hot tail out of there with the, my tail between my legs. I was really embarrassed because Phil's time is precious and I was using it up and I was in his house so but he was very kindly this huge preamble is a way he was very kind to say that he would give me another chance so here he is this time (laughs) on on our riverside platform so we're not together but hello Phil thank you so much for doing this
1: we are not together but we've had that together experience
0: we have had that experience we didn't record it and uh, yeah it just ended in just abject humiliation, and it's just yeah that thing when I don't know is it a generation I just I think I'm fine with the equipment when when it all runs smoothly, but that that little kind of hitch was 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 not great, but anyway, that all said, we're here today, and I said you know it's I think really interested to to find out more about you obviously, but also to talk a bit more about the confidence that can come from Good style and good grooming and and Phil's a man who is is you know is really really stylish him, himself but um question for you then go on then.
1: Ooh, what you're was your it, it all right i am what yeah. was your first impressions because we met um at at this event um and you says some very nice things about how I look, so what was the first impression because I am really curious, and one of the thing a lot of that, the reasons why guys come to me is because of the first impressions they're creating is not the impressions they want. So I'm interested. Well, we had this sort of joke
0: that I think we had a similar sort of outfit. Like I was, I think, as I recall, in some sort of denim shirt and a, and a sort of green cargo chino trouser. And you you, you also had that sort of same colorway, but I think much more stylish, probably better better stuff. But I think the thing that, that caught my eye, first of all, was the signature hairstyle. Like it feels quite tall and... and People who are watching on on the YouTube or or seeing this visually will see Phil's great hair, and I and we chatted about again. We chatted about this in in the uh, the recording that didn't happen, but, but I think there shouldn't be. But almost this idea, you know, this sort of this kind of cliche that somehow as men reach their middle age, forties and fifties, you kind of give up on all things stylish, and and that sort of trope that you know the guy's just in the kind of Rubbish polo shirt and you know rubbish tracksuit track you know just sort of giving up on it and and I think what's striking and it shouldn't be striking but what's striking about Phil we're both men in our early fifties Phil looks really cool he has a cool haircut but it's not to me anyway I don't think it's someone that's you didn't strike me as someone that's you know you don't want to do that thing where you're trying to trying to dress a whole ton younger than you actually are I thought it was all well, it all felt right, but it felt like someone who, there was a sort of um, purposefulness about it, you know, it, it was it was intended, it was intentional, that's the word, isn't it? Sort of intentional, but not not overdone, not kind of overstyled. So yeah, I mean, I I suppose there's that thing in your back of your head that, oh, okay, I, I like the fact that this stylish guy is in, is picked kind of similar colorways to me, that's good, but yeah, I, I think I was struck by a cool haircut, which I think you're a, you're a Murdoch man, aren't you, for hair? I mean, we can get into all of that.
1: So I go to, so um, my, my barber, he travels around. So I essentially stalk him for <laughs> the last six, six, seven years, whenever he moves from a salon to somewhere else to somewhere else. He's, uh, Jay is uber, uber, uber cool, and he cuts this style. And I think he introduced me to this disconnected where my the sides are totally shaved, and I have this quiff. And I think they called it the like a, a a cyber something. I don't know what it was. I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. Yeah, I want this cyber, whatever it is. And so he he introduced me in often in the summer. I'll have no idea on the sides; It'll be right. all whacked off. So I think it's called a, a psychobilly. Okay. So much cyberbilly, some, psychobilly, yeah. something like that. I don't know. But he introduced me to this head So I follow him around. He's currently in Murdoch, But, you know, when, wherever he takes flight to, I track him down because he does this in in half an hour. I mean, he just, he knows my hair well. Um, yeah. And I'm very lucky to still have a full head of hair at 53. You know, and I call I, it the,
0: um, I call it the Phil Tarling that it's nah. kind of, it works for me. But no, it's really good. But listen, before we, we're we going to certainly talk about, you know, products you use, of course, and, and hair and all those good things. But um, I think it'd just be great to kind of set the scene. So you're, you're a stylist who has the, privilege and pleasure of working with celebrities and also guys who want styling sessions personal shopping consultations that kind of thing it'd be great if you could just give me a, a sort of flavor of if you're allowed to the kind of people you work with and and what your kind of ethos is in terms of being a, a male stylist
1: yeah um so the sort of guys that come to me it's not the sort of guys that you think oh really well i mean just because Whenever, so everybody assumes that celebrities have stylists and celebrities mm-hmm. have egos and celebrities have people and they have entourage and they have management and they have glam squads and you know they they have butterflies and pigeons and doves <laughs> and like the whole shebang. They have kind of coachfuls of, of of people. They have people, and so the assumption is, if you have a stylist, then you must be you you just must be egocentric. You must think yourself so high that you need to have a stylist and nothing could be further from the truth in my experience of the guys that come to me all sorts of men from all walks of life and not what you expect and they have a few things of common and 25 percent of my clients are women who buy me for the significant other as a right. gift I, I call it the gift of style you can, you can yeah. buy a voucher um, got you of my services, so they buy the gift of start and it's essentially um, men who have wardrobes full of clothes, and they don't feel good in them. Mm. Doesn't reflect their lifestyle or ambitions, and they generally feel overwhelmed. And the thought of going through their wardrobes, working out what works, what doesn't work, why all those things, it's it's just it's so daunting that they just rather live. Bad about how they dress than actually dealing with the issue. Yeah.
0: And and do you think they sort of revert to wearing the same stuff over and over, just the things that they kind of know what they think works?
1: We all do. We're all men. We're all creatures of habit. We shop the same. We go to the same places. We If something runs out, we just go and replace. We don't. You know, and and we probably wear 20% of our wardrobe 80% of the time. We just have yeah. the same things. We grab the same things. It'll go in the laundry. It'll come out. We wear it again. That's just. The nature of men, we don't need a big wardrobe. We just need mm. a wardrobe that does big things. So actually, less is more. And I, and often guys are stuck in a rut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're really frustrated about their clothes. And they have peer pressure. And they know they need to look important. And they know they need to make changes. And whatever they put on doesn't suit them. And they they just don't feel authentic in, the, in their clothes. And it's back to what you said earlier we on. Often men just give up because... It's easier just with the same things that are the standard test of time. It's no effort and, you know, better this than something
0: else. I thought it's interesting that, you know, you were talking about it isn't just you coming in with your services and and sort of buying a whole, you know, a wholesale, a whole new set of clothes that part of it i suppose is that editing process of saying actually you've got some great pieces here have you thought about wearing that with that or this would make a great outfit or just kind of creating a kind of capsule wardrobe with what people have some of the time maybe
1: i'm not an advocate i'm not advocate of of having to buy more and more and more it's it's a it's um it's just we just have to learn to buy more intelligently and if we look at our wardrobe and realise that we're wearing 20% of our wardrobe 80% of the time, there's a lot of stuff in our wardrobe that is just blocking flow of wearing nice clothes. And it's often we can't see the nice clothes because there's stuff in the way. And that stuff is that overwhelming stuff that makes dressing difficult in the morning. And it shouldn't be difficult to dress. And it shouldn't be difficult to put clothes on that make us feel confident but the guys that come to me are the guys that want to feel confident, but they don't know how to. They don't know how to dress confidently. And, and for women for years, they have language and uh, able to express and they are fully engaged with style and fashion and have for a very long time. Whereas men are very late to the table on this, and they and they're catching up, and they are looking at themselves in the mirror, literally, and they're holding themselves up against other men, and they're realizing that they're falling short. And one of the main things that is that is that is affecting them is the fact that they know they don't look as as good as as they should. And then the other guys that come are essentially these high achievers who are. Cash rates time poor, don't have bandwidth, don't have any emotional intelligence to want to go shopping. I mean, let's be honest what man wants to go shopping is a very small percentage. And there are men who enjoy going shopping, yes. But generally speaking, the vast majority find it a very painful process. And they come to me because they realize I have solutions, I know how to do this, I have a very streamlined process. to to use um, a minimal amount of their time to get a maximum amount of clothes that will radically change how they feel about getting dressed in the morning. There you go.
0: And it just sounds like, yeah, I, I, I think we can all identify with that idea of just looking through a wardrobe. And I know personally, there's things I've held on to over the years and there's this sort of wishful thinking that, oh, you know, at some point, I'm going to come back to that shirt or that. That pair of trousers, and the chances are I'm not. But as you say, then they're sort of just taking up space in my wardrobe and 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 probably stopping me choosing things that would work better together. And and I suppose there's also that thing of, you know, sometimes as you gain weight or lose weight, you know, do you hold on to clothes that were a certain that fitted with a, a certain size that you were, and maybe you're not that anymore. You know, whichever way it goes. But I suppose and the other thing, I as you were talking it it made me think of, you know, I'm sure it's obvious, but do you think now with with social media and, you know, obviously people posting and, and, and the fact that we're on social media more, but then also now this idea of having to do so many more Zoom calls and, and be on screen virtually, it, it, does that play a part in, in people contacting you? Do you think it's because we have to sort of look at ourselves a
1: bit more? I think we have to look at ourselves a bit more, uh, yes. And I am um, always... When I go on Zooms, not today, just FYI. But when I go on Zooms <clears throat> and the lighting is bad, there is no ex- I mean yeah, I lighting not great honestly. Okay, I'm I'm facing light right now. There is light drenching in. Um I am well lit. We are so used to on on TV seeing things that are well lit. So when I am in a zoom with somebody where the camera is down looking up at a chin. And the background is distracting, and who knows what's on the shelf in the background? We've all seen, we've all seen those, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's badly lit, and I, I just don't think, I just don't think that's okay. And I think men are realizing that just by putting a few simple things in place, it's a game changer. You know, I've got a light on me; it's a game changer. If I turned that light off, I probably would be in relative darkness. And a lot of people think that's okay <laughs> to run a Zoom like that. I just think it's incredibly distracting. Men are incredibly visual. We are visual people and, and are stimulated visually. Um and so there were a few things we could put in place to just to up our game, to go from good to great. And I
0: think you you know, we're kidding ourselves if we don't think, you know, people do make judgments based on this stuff and and we all have our sense of personal brand and everything like that so if, if you're if you're yeah if you're doing a work call or whatever it might be i think yeah it's it's beholden upon you to to try and look the the best you can and I mean that's something that
1: you can help with i think as well we are in we're in an Age, age is a big thing, and women have felt this for years. They've been under the pressure of ageism in the workplace, and and men too are now feeling the same pressure. Uh, Guys that are coming to me are in their forties and fifties, and are fully aware that the guys that are coming up behind them dress well. They Mm. know how to dress. They dress with confidence. They come in with swagger and confidence. And a lot of that is because they've got the right armor on. They've dressed. they dressed well in the morning. They know how to get dressed, and they and they they walk into the into the office with this skinny frothy macchiato, and you know all things firing on their handsets, and they just walk with confidence. And men in the forties and fifties who are tired and have kids probably going off to university and having to pay left, right, for, for hundred one mm. things that are plate spinning and balancing, and they think having to look good is just so way down that that pecking order and realizing that it's something that needs to elevate quite high up because one thing our gents are really aware is you never get a second chance to make a first impression and a first impression is a little bit like when you're having to concrete in a post and you know if you get that wrong you just never recover and it's same with the first impression <laughs> I and, love men, that. Men, yeah, and it's so yeah, true. It's true when you think yeah. of it how, how do you reverse a first impression you can't. Mm. If you think of some of the people that you've had a first impression of, which is, you know, essentially why I asked you about your first impression. of Yes. Yeah. If you think of the people that you've had a first impression of, do you know, we, it, it takes less than, a, than 200th of a second or 20th of a second for us to make up our mind about someone. Mm-hmm. Like, based on what we see in front, even before they open their mouths, we have made a, a call on who we think they are, where, they, where we think they're from financially, how well yeah. off we think they are, how warm a person, how successful they are. And we will have made this backstory from people based on how they look. And, and men are aware of that now. And they're holding themselves up to other men thinking, well, he looks successful and he looks successful and yeah. he looks confident and successful. Therefore, there must be a correlation with looking confident look, and being successful and how I look. I think you're, you're absolutely right. And and you obviously talked
0: about some of the the men that will come and use your services, but there's another side of it which is celebrity styling. I mean, how does that differ? I mean, who? I mean, maybe you could talk about. I don't know if you can talk about people you work with, or, or certainly that approach if if you're doing doing your styling for for screen or or for editorial things like that.
1: So when it comes to personal styling, personal client will decide how they want to look. We have a consultation. It's in mm. depth. It's two hours. We go. Th- through vast amount of questions for me to tease out from them what exactly they want. Because men don't have that language. They often come to me saying, I don't know how I want to look, but I know how I don't want to look. So there is a, you know, there's a working it out. But with celebrities, um, you know, I have to talk to execs of TV shows and directors yeah. and producers and agents and artists and then have a budget and then make all that magic happen from all those viewpoints. So it's not just the viewpoint of one person, how they want to look on set, on stage, bearing in mind to think about what lighting is going on around them, what colors they can wear, what colors they can't wear, what textures work and don't work on TV, and more importantly, the budget that they give me to make that stretch. So actually, the difference between a personal client, who I tease out that information, versus whole raft of people that are involved in making a TV show or an editorial shoot, they they all have a very strong idea of how they want somebody to look. And so I have to take that information and create something. Sometimes I'm asked to bring ideas to the table, but generally speaking, most people say, this is how we want the talent to look. Uh, this is how we want this shoot to look. Can you go out and find that stuff?
0: And there's a lot of people to please there, isn't there? And to find that compromise and but, to find that sweet spot that's going to work for the talent the exec the what's yeah. going to work on screen so you know hmm. i suppose there's some diplomacy required as well right
1: yes i mean fortunately <laughs> she wrote it, diplomacy uh, <laughs> fortunately i by my very nature uh, i am people pleaser so I, I i i work really 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 hard to make people that my kids will find that unbelievable, frankly. But, I work, <laughs> but in my business world, I work really hard to to make people happy. So yes, there are a lot of opinions and there are a lot of strong opinions. Um, but delivering, that's, I mean, I've done my jobs in 1997. So delivering, and I'm still here, and I worked mm. through COVID, and I worked in TV and film, and whole symphony and strands of what I do as a, as, a, as a stylist and an image consultant, I've continued to work across a few decades and I'm still here. And that's because I'm experienced and I know how to have conversations with, with different people. And I know how to, to be kind to people, even though I think their ideas might suck and they're <laughs> not going to work. And they come to me saying, I want my car, I want the presenter to look like this. And the presenter that I've worked with for maybe, maybe many years, and I'm able to say, I can categorically say the presenter will not wear those clothes. Can we work around this? I am now, I have that experience where I can bring that to the table. And not like in some sort of mm-hmm, kind of sugar in but in a in a that's not going to work. In I can, a real
0: practical, <laughs> tangible
1: way. I can already see conflict. So let's. Let's before I go out and buy all these clothes and take them to the client, uh, take them to the presenter and have a fitting. And the presenter says, I don't like any of this. Before any of that wasted time happens, I can go, No, we, we, I can already work out. We need to, we need to find a way around this little solution. This is what I know from the client. So let me bring that to the table. Let's see what we can work around. And invariably, XX producer directors are just, well, the people I work with are generally charming and they say, well, we just want the, the, the talent to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, which is what we all do. We just, you know, the end result should be we want you know, a personal client, they want to be happy. A, uh, a celeb client, they on TV, on film, in a commercial, in music, in an advert, presenting a show, they just want to feel authentic and be there and feel happy. So essentially, you know, we've all got the, the same end goal.
0: Yeah. But I think we talked briefly before we started recording about this sort of freelance life, and I think, as you say, there the the fact that you've been able to do what you do for you know over two, yeah, what three three decades? Well, yeah, so yeah, since the nineties, I mean, and, and on a f- freelance basis, where it's not like anyone's paying you every month of the year. People are returning to you because they they like what you do, and and you provide a good service and and it seems like there's so there's so many more components to it than just obviously having you know understanding style and having a good eye because there is that whole thing of just being someone that can that, that you can talk to and that that can give someone confidence and is a diplomat and yeah the, 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 and and is well organized and all of those things it's a um, a very sort of multifaceted role isn't it i think
1: i could probably smash up five attributes I think that would make a good stylist and oh, it's a bit like, it's a bit like a cake you know how you want, you know, the, what is the ultimate page? Well, you don't want a soggy bottom. So there is, you know, there is ingredients <laughs> that goes in. I'm looking Nobody forward to this, bottom. Phil. Like you've
0: been working on this <laughs> I've been stylist on I, cake recipe.
1: So uh, <laughs> one of the things I did before I go on to what I'm about to say, remind me that I'm going to give you attributes. One of the things I did in lockdown was I wrote a course, how to be a personal shopper, how to oh, be a personal you. stylist. Oh. I did because um, I, was, I was going to be flown out Easter of 2020. Twenty, as we were going into mm. lockdown. I was going to fly to Dubai and teach at a college in Dubai. Um, and I know, So I wrote this course so I could teach. And then we all went into lockdown. And like every educational institution, um, had to pivot and work out how can we continue to teach our students and virtually, online work. Yeah. yeah, virtually. So they said to me, great, can you just, would you teach this online? So I... Created this course, and on this course, I talk very briefly about uh, what makes for a good stylist. What are the attributes? So, if I am, if I am, you know, if I feel like I'm a little bit smug, it's because um, I feel like I should know what, um, and having done the job for X amount of years, I should know some of the ingredients that goes into making a good stylist. And organisation being organised is one of them. Now, in my personal life, my kids and my family would laugh because I'm generally the last person in the car. Oh really? Um, yeah, because like, you're my, working on the hair. I mean, the the Barney <laughs> is perfect. I mean, the Barney just literally, it, it just I I wake up like this. I kid you not. Right. This is how I wake up. All I have to do is put a bit of shaving foam in my okay, hair, and we'll I'm get good into the product. And, yeah. Okay. See, yeah. Um But it's it's about being organised. And in my professional world, I'm so organised because we really needed. That you know, I'm talking to execs. Yeah, directors, producers, agents, talent, and that takes a lot of organizing to work out who I'm meeting, whether it's in person, whether it's in a studio, whether it's in a coffee shop, whether it's in uh, an agency, whether it's you know, that's a lot of organization. Yeah, and a lot of appointments and events. We both met at an event. We know how important it is to turn up and turn up on time and not be fashionably late. I'm not okay with fashionably late. I think you know on time is is the right time. And so you know, being organized, events and shoots. And then personal clients. And all this could be happening at the same time. So over the next couple of weeks, we were talking before we were recording about having to find plates spin 101 things and and being organized. I find when I turn up on a shoot, when I turn up to work with a client, when I turn up to do a fitting, when I turn up, being organized is the thing that makes me sweat the least. <laughs> so if I could turn up and hang all my clothes up on the red, my shoes in the right place and jewellery or stuff here and accessories there and a client comes into the room and they just got to flick through a rail and they're not pulling stuff out of a bag being organised just sends out yeah, the absolutely. right message so critical isn't it I think
0: yeah. critical, Number one critical.
1: but not all sides are no I'm sure was, I'm sure I was in the majority you know a majority are a bit like last minute and it's all a bit you know all a bit tense and all a bit throws up around it's all a bit dramatic and there's that like five five assistants and a couple of yappy dogs. I don't have assistants <laughs> and I don't have any yappy dogs. I am the yappy dog. <laughs> <laughs> the shoot can only have one yappy dog. Yeah, and I, and that's it's me. me. I'm the yappy dog. <laughs> um, and so um, being organized is is crucial. And I get that from my film and TV background where I started when I left Wales a gazillion years ago in 91 just to work at the BBC. So I, I've had this instilled in me on how to work, number one. And then number two... My styling 101 is always, 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 always body shapes. Like body shapes. How can you style someone that you don't know what their body shape is? Like it's mental. And there are five main body shapes for men. There's oval, rectangle, triangle, inverted triangle, and the trapezoid. They, for me, are the five shapes that I work with. And yes, some of those shapes cross over, which will make more shapes, but they are the five basic shapes. And when you know those shapes, how you dress someone to make them symmetrical, appear symmetrical for me is, is, is part of my job. And teaching clients, teaching personal clients and TV clients how to balance this silhouette is something that I do. I pass that information on and it's a game changer for them. Communication, I am communicating as we've already talked about. So many different people at the same time and just nailing clarity and interpretation and what exactly people need. I've learned over the years, never assume. I know. That. Um, it's not so good I, guessing, is it, I suppose, with this stuff? Well, n- no. And I, I b- being a people pleaser, it's not always easy to say to somebody, yes, yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. Don't. Still not getting it. Mm. Still not getting it. Can, it, must, oh, it must be me. Can you say it again in a different way? That makes it more understandable to me. So I'm, I've am i done, I've learned that art of saying, I'm really, no, it's not clear. I tell you what, don't write. Send me pictures. Send me pictures of how you want somebody to look. Because some people communicate in different styles,
0: don't they? Some people, I say, much more visual and, and they don't necessarily have the, we don't always have the vocabulary for this stuff.
1: Yeah. And there is a way of communicating in fashion and I feel like it's blasphemous and <laughs> rude. But mm. I, the weirdest people I deal with are fashion and, Magazines and there is a there is a way of. Talk. I just don't get that. My benchmark of allowing people to talk to me in a rude way. My benchmark is if you're talking to me, and you're more rude than my teenage daughters, and that's not okay <laughs> because teenagers have hormones and they have a they have an excuse to 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 behave in a certain way. You don't because you're an adult and you've gone through that. So that's not okay. So nothing grinds
0: my gears more than just yeah rudeness. And
1: anyway. Yeah, yeah, we could do a whole podcast on we that. Could, um yeah. So communication, just learning to communicate and to facilitate good communication is 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 number three. Uh, number four is, trends, fashion, and style. How do you how do you take what what you see on the catwalk? What do you take that is avant-garde or quite incredible or beautiful or extreme or just all these things that we see streamed to us from. London Fashion Week, a Paris Fashion Week, and Italy, Italian Fashion Week, and Dubai Fashion Week, all these special weeks. And I'm like God, how am a client going to wear this? Well, then you learn to take it and then apply your trained to, to a client. And the client might not want to be top-to-toe in leopard skin, but they might want to touch it <laughs> something that suggests... Maybe in the belt, You are in a belt or in a something. <laughs> or, you know, they might not want wear to wear fuchsia top-to-toe, but they might want a murmur of peak. So there is... There, there is way of learning ways of bringing
0: it in, yeah.
1: bring it in. Bring it in, bring, bring it, in, it bring in, in, bring it in, bring it in. So, uh, learning how to bring it in uh, is number four, and then the <laughs> final one, the final one, which will be no surprise to you, for me is personal presentation. Mm. Clients that come to me because they've gone through my website, they've probably got a short list of stylists that, and and they should have a short list of stylists that they feel. Would do a good job for them, give them good value for money and give them a good return and leave them feeling confident. Then a short shortlist. And then often they'll go, they'll come from a website search, from a website search. A website search. And, we'll propose, and yeah. then on to social media. And most of the guys, because I always ask them, because it's it's good, it's good to find out where your clients come from. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find me? They'll all say, I went to your Instagram. I looked at what you're wearing. I saw the clothes that you're wearing. I saw what you wear, and you were so relatable. Like whatever you wore, I felt I could wear. These are men in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and so my personal presentation is important, of um, course. And it depends on the sort of client you want. If you want to work in advertising or you want to work in music, you're not gonna you're not necessarily gonna dress conservatively you're probably going to be more edgy and mm. more stylish, and, and have these incredible uh stylistic pieces that you wear I think people to go yeah i I want you to be my silence because look at you you're edgy and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're scary and you've got tattoos in places that didn't know you could could tolerate pain and you know and all, that's
0: and that's not your vibe is
1: it still my vibe no I mean, you vibe. Might, I, and, you might
0: have tattoos I don't know but um
1: i do, I don't have tattoos because my pain pain threshold is this. <laughs> <sighs> So, um, so my personal presentation and I, we talked about my hair, my hair is important. It's, it's, it's important to me how my face looks It's important to me. Not obsessive. I'm not obsessed about my face. People will say, I look younger than I am. And that's because... I would agree. Thank you. No, I would. Uh, that's probably because I've got a ton of light coming this way. <laughs> <laughs> See, it works. If, yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. But I'm not saying that you don't look old as, you don't look old as, sure, old as a result. Sure, 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 sure. just want to clarify <laughs> that. And so I'm not obsessed with on my face, but it's important. When clients look at me, they need to see that whatever advice I'm giving them, that I'm applying to me first. They need to look at me and go, he he knows his body shape. Uh, he's got relatively nice hair. Not that, I mean, not all my clients have to hear, but they look at what I'm doing with mine and say, he's doing something intentional. You said intentionally on, he's doing something intentional my i have a really lovely aftershave that i wear just a murmur and people always say you smell amazing i do smell amazing i have a signature
0: here. test to that phil does smell amazing I, i'm not post. getting it today but i yeah i have i've smelled him in real life and i will link to um, i will oh, lovely snips. yeah oh yeah i'm getting it um I'm going to link to everyone can get to see Phil's Instagram, so I'll put all the links. Thank to, you. So, you can see thank how it starts. But you're absolutely right. That's sense number five, of oh. So number five was personal. Five was personal, personal presentation. Personal presentation. Yeah.
1: Organized body shapes, communication trends, and personal presentation. Personal style. That's how to not have a soggy bottom.
0: That's the cake, ladies and gentlemen, and look at it. It's a winner. Beautiful. No, I think that's it's really that's really 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 interesting and such a great way of thinking about you know how how you put across your own your own style we're going to come back and, and talk a little bit more about you and your your your, your job and, and styling but as always i'm 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 really intrigued to know about the kind of products that you might have in your morning and evening routine because I think, again you know you're you strike me as someone that takes care of themselves and, and we've already talked about the Kind of signature hair. So yeah, are, are there? It'd be great if you could run me through the sort of summary of some of the morning and evening products because I think it's going to be uh it's really interesting for for the listeners.
1: So i I've always looked after my face. I've had sensitive skin. I have a classic T bone, and so I, and and it's not it's not because my parents have taught me. My I, I come from a very working class background where I mean, I was lucky if I understood how soap worked, let alone <laughs> anything else. <laughs> My mum, I adore my mum, I adore my dad. They are good people, salt of the earth, but they. They knew nothing but their about skincare
0: routines. Oh
1: they, my god. I, I mean my mum my, my knew how to look after because she's a Geordie and we all know what Geordie bears are like. They know how to look after themselves. They do. Um but my dad was a Welsh Cade man and knew nothing about <laughs> you know, he'd be like, what water could I shop on your face for it's because I don't want to look like you and I'm older dad. I want to have a face that defies age. So I've always looked after my skin from a very young age. I've always washed in the morning, put a moisturizer on. And I've always washed at night uh, and re-moisturised. However, that is. And over the years, I've I've just I've not had brands that I've been faithful to, but I've discovered stuff that I that I've used. TK Maxx is my guilty pleasure. So I can't help yes. going to use TK Maxx without yeah. buying a few serums or face masks or there's peeling great stuff. great bargains or, to be
0: had in TK yeah, Maxx.
1: sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, there's things that you put on your face that are that are Korean that I just can't Yeah, help. they're sort of
0: infrared things. Oh. Uh,
1: not the infrared ones, the ones that are like... A, oh, the masks. Uh, like a, the yes, masks. Yes, 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 yes. They're incredible. So I, you know, I, I I buy probably hundreds in my cupboard.
0: So you'll experiment with stuff like that.
1: I do. I, I buy all that kind of stuff. Uh, and a really good hack with those face masks is um, you just run it under warm water. So when you take it when you take it out you put it on your face, it's not freezing. Uh, right, it's just it's it's warm. Uh, I don't know whether that's good or bad to the enzymes, but quite frankly, we've been in a packet a long time, you know. So, <laughs> you know, one of those. And I will actually probably go to sleep with it on my face uh, okay. and wake up with some sort of you know I have to take it off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've always a sort adopted of plaster my face. of Paris thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've used Clarence Men and I and I've enjoyed that going on my face. I've used so uh, will that meals. be as a sort
0: of a cleanser? You sort of three point. System? What, what you would you cleanse, cleanse and then moisturize? Cleanse, don't
1: moisturize. Uh, I do. I, oh, I, I, I would use. It's like baking a cake. It's, it's like, like baking. A, <laughs> when you when you look it, like baking a cake. You got three steps. To <laughs> this cake. And so I, I always wash. I have no faithful wash. I just use whatever face wash I can get on special from anywhere that they, I they, they wash your face. Currently, I'm probably using mint and uh tea tree shower gel on my face. I mean literally by you know I I wash it. Sometimes I use a flannel just to to wash. So I always wash with something like that. I do have a toner. So sometimes I'll, I'll I'll from TK Maxx get a spray toner that's like a rose water. It's it's it it does sound high maintenance, but it's really quick. Like you wash your face, quick spritz, and then I always use a moisturizer and I recently discovered 47 Steve. Yes. It's so good. My daughters use it and they keep saying to me, That stuff is really good, isn't it? God, that stuff is really good. And they, to me, are a good benchmark because they are all across TikTok. They're all across. They know this stuff and they know what influencers are pushing and they know what's on vogue and in train and what's the, the latest water that you should be taking. Make They know on that stuff. And yet they come to my very extensive uh, kind of shelving of toiletries. <laughs> dad's uh, toiletries. it's like literally, you know, they going like their toiletries and their toiletries. It's like dad's toilet trees, And like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and then they're using 47 skin. It's incredible. I have cream and a serum that I'm using, which is which really works on my it just makes my face feel good. And it's designed for eczema and rosacea, um, of which I I don't have, but I just feel the nourishing effects. So I'm at that age with my skin where I feel like I just need to be feeding it. It's like it's like your grass at autumn time. You need to feed it now yes. if you want it to be green. Prepare the spring. ground. Prepare, prepare, prepare. So it's that's, funny you don't...
0: mentioned 47 Skin to me when we had a coffee a few weeks ago, and and obviously the the wonders of your phone and Instagram stuff. It feels like I, I'm getting served um, ads for it all the time, and it the yeah I'm. It, I'm very interested it looks like a great product range so again i'll I'll link to them
1: I recently put um it's on my Instagram actually um I put um the the mask that you peel off and I can only do those when I shave and I don't shave that often I'm very lucky that I don't have to shave I have sensitive skin um, I've got three different shavers oh my that God, I use Phil. so I made sense um what, so, so manual
0: I, manual shavers
1: yeah so I have I have wet sha- so I'm wet shave so I've got blades that I wet shave. Um, then I have the the Philips one blade, which yes. is a game. My no, nephew bought that. Oh my so god! My nephew so bought good. it for Christmas a few years ago, and I it's the mo- the best shaver I've ever used on my skin, and I can use it every day, and my skin does not react. And it will react if I shave every day; it would react. This I could It's unbelievable. So I have this when I need to do some quick tidying up. Mm-hmm. I have some uh, uh, wall, so TK Maxx, 21-piece wall body <laughs> clippers.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine 21 pieces. I mean, I can think of some places that might need... A, I can't think of 21 little attachments.
1: but Yeah, so the 21 attachments are essentially different lengths. Uh, and whether or not you're doing a left gradient or a right gradient, they just they have different... And they've got know. all
0: the body ones as well, is that you can yep, attach?
1: Yep yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Hmm. I, I mean, I I am a Surrey sort of cage man. But I'm too I'm too hairy to shave that off because within a day it'll be back. I'd be like I'd be like a porcupine where it's just like just like yeah. So I don't I don't I yeah don't, I'm hairy as well. It's kind of it's um, I, I don't I don't mind uh, how do we say this? I don't mind uh, manscaping. I don't mind tidying up. Yeah. But I don't I don't I don't get you won't rinse. go all so the way. I, <laughs> no, I just yeah. No,
0: I uh, like you say you're kind of fighting and losing. I mean, I get why people do it and stuff, but it's like you know you'd be doing it every few days, just sort of
1: full on hedge trim. I did have, uh confession, I did have my back lasered oh, did by you? yeah by this incredible company. These guys were brilliant, and um, ten sessions, and it's pretty and much it'll all never gone. come back. Then Phil, never come back, never come back, never. Come. So now I've moved on. Yeah, that's so see, now, that's interesting to me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I, I, I did, I did the classic slides.
0: getting it in my early days. Long been married to my lovely wife, Ali, who's yeah, we've now been married like 20 years. But in, I remember in the early days of dating, I had this thing of like, I need to get rid of this awful back hair. So I went for the wax and just made more of a mess than just leaving it. Like it was these horrible red kind of welts. And uh, it, it was not a good experience. It looked like some kind of horror film. And that's not ideal. So I didn't do that again. But yeah, so I think
1: laser, that sounds like a good move. So my hair is like the roots of gigantic tree trunks, you know? <laughs> and you tried to rip those off. But honestly, it's, after... Yeah, after, like the hangout. After, what
0: film was it? 40-Year-Old Virgin, wasn't it? Do you see that? Steve Carell. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, So so essentially, you know, they'll they, they paint the wax on and then...
0: Yeah, awful.
1: And then they get... By the time they done the third or the fourth, my I'm, like, I'm soaking. The adrenaline is pumping. I'm sweating. They can't even get a they can't even get a grip because there's so a sweat. And we know I mean, you have so a pain. a
0: low pain threshold. Low pain we threshold. We know this so, already.
1: We know this. So why would you bring yourself through that? I clearly did. And then Discovered laser. Uh, laser, oh, laser, and it's and it's a game changer. I, I, does, my wife is really happy with me, Harry. She has no issues at all. Yep. They're my issues. It's a personal choice. No, it's, it's a but yeah. they are my issues. So um, I have resolved the back one. I, I I won't take hair off any other part of my body apart from my neck. That's the next place that I'm yeah. working on. Apart from my neck, oh, apart but from but it's interesting, from,
0: and, I, and it's a sort of a, maybe a separate conversation. But I think I'm kind of with you in that there must be something societal about the fact that we sort of. We don't mind, I say we, we don't mind chest hair too much, but it <clears throat> seems like there's a real problem with back hair. Like, I don't know, i am just get on the soapbox, but it feels like if it's the one thing that, that people can still say to, you know, you could read online or, you know, women say, oh God, you know, you had back hair, that's hideous. It feels like, you know, most other things, we have to be very judicious and careful about what we talk about. But actually, if a man has back hair, which... Clearly, he can't really do anything, you know, <laughs> just how how it's gone. He can't really do much about it other than do all the shaving stuff. But it feels like the one thing you can kind of laugh at and point at, and I don't know. So, I, yeah, it's, it's it's a really interesting debate. And why is it that somehow that seems more unattractive than a bit of chest hair? Although, again, you know, if you watch any of the the programs, you know, the, the Love Islands, all those kind of shows now even any kind of on the man I'm talking about you know there doesn't seem to be any kind of hair anymore does it everyone's got sort of these amazing greek god tattoos all over their all over their chest as i demonstrate um but no one has any hair do they
1: no i think it's phrase to that say what's
0: going on now It's like an old man in his 50s but yeah oh,
1: like an I'm, old hairy man in his old 50s. hairy man with <laughs> a hairy back as we've now discovered hairy, hairy. But,
0: but yeah what is it about Back hair, but uh, yeah, hair hair in general seems to be off menu. I think it's porn. Let's blame porn.
1: We blame porn. We don't blame porn, but also I will I will say yeah, we've done that. Tip blame porn. Um, I also <laughs> think there probably there's probably hairy porn. There's probably smooth porn. There's probably there is. I can find porn. some specialists.
0: Yeah, the people would be interested somewhere <laughs> in my fat <laughs> yeah. hairy body.
1: Why do not you yeah put that link up as well, please? Yeah, um, only
0: fan. My OnlyFans channel. Your only
1: the only only hair. Um, <laughs> It's um, just
0: hair. It's just hair, hair in a plug <laughs> hole.
1: This <laughs> could go on. And sorry, on and sorry, on. sorry. Anyway. I'm going to come back. I'm going to bring it back just for now. You must. And I'm going to say, I do feel like there was a generation that are, uh, that are pro smooth, no hair, full of abs. Uh, and that is, you know, this this kind of teens to 20s you look at them all they're working hard i didn't even know i didn't know what an app was when i was in my teens and 20s and it's I not a judgment no, by I... the
0: way on these things it's like everyone does what they want to do but it's sort of interesting that it seems to be a you know the last taboo now that oh god you can't be can't be hairy
1: but i i do I I do think it's important to say that there are plenty of men out there who are more e- extraordinarily happy with their hair and I think that's how it should be. I think I think I it's taken me a long time to be really happy with my hair and be happy with being hairy because there is you know there's a there's a lot out there to suggest that are other ways that you should be more happy, like you should be more happy like this, not like that. And I am I am I am happy with my hair, and I'm happy with if I want to trim it down in the summer because I don't want to scorch my chesticles. So I want to actually get some cream onto my skin. I'm happy to trim. I'm really happy to trim, but I'm also happy not to trim. I'm happy to be the master of you know do I do I trim my arms and where do I stop or do I not? I'm I'm you're happy the master to be of the, that film. I'm the master of my hair.
0: <laughs>
1: but listen, tell me about because you mentioned it
0: before about this. Uh, this waft of, of you know, your signature scent. So um, I and I, I experienced it myself, but tell me what your signature scent is and, and what it is you like about it.
1: So my signature scent came about quite a few years ago when I was working for a million slash billionaire and I was wow. working for, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thrown back and forth. Who will remain nameless. Who will remain nameless, but was incredible and just dropped Tens of thousands in my account to go and buy clothes. And so then I would put them in a case and I would fly to his island and I would do a sitting and I would bring all the clothes back. So I would straight away, I'm thinking,
0: gym. sorry to interrupt, straight away, I'm thinking, it's Jeffrey Epstein, isn't it? He's
1: carrying off <laughs> <laughs> Can we clear up that
0: it's not Jeffrey Epstein?
1: Can we just clear up that it's nobody American? It's nobody. Across that way of pond. Um it's, oh, uh, private uh, island. It's no private island. Young masseurs. Yes. No, 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 no. No, 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 no hairy masses. So um <laughs> and I, and then I'd fly home, get everything altered, and then I'd fly back again and get it all signed off. And whilst I was doing that gig, needless to say, I was paid very well by somebody who totally understood the service that I was delivering. An exceptional service, and they paid really well. And I remember thinking I want to use that money well, so I, I I got my teeth done
0: and look at them; they're great.
1: And when I say I got them done, I they, they're not. What perfect. did you do? What? I had something called the six month smile, um, where it was just plastic tram tram tracks on yeah. my teeth, and I'd go in every month and my dentist would tighten them. I had a crossover my teeth at the bottom, mm-hmm. and I just wanted those straighter. But to straighten these, I had to straighten my whole the whole set. Bites, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so uh, I had that done. So they are they are straighter, but not immaculate. And then he asked me if I wanted to have them filed like an American, te- like you can have American style, which is white, kind of straight and perfect. And I said, I don't. I just don't feel this is kind of needs that level of pre- precision. It. There's nothing here that says precision. It says <laughs> intentional. It says I've it thought says about doing my hair, but it's not like I, I'm immaculate. It doesn't say... Um, so what did yeah. you do? What did you go for? Did you? Did you... So I had the six-month smile, which uh, straightened. Uh, I have a, uh, a retainer on the you back. You didn't
0: file any or anything like that?
1: The only one he filed was the front two and okay. my K-9. So I said, just take them down so that you... had a chip in this tooth. A friend's kid managed to... punch s- you in the face. Punched me, and literally <laughs> head butted me in the face. It's like, oh my face! My I face. hate your clothes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my face! My there's a chip out there. Nobody would, nobody would have noticed unless you were staring at my teeth. Is other- that a painful thing? Then
0: it sounds silly question, but you're doing the uh, sort of filing. Is it uncomfortable?
1: The filing is not because you don't really feel that. What's uncomfortable with my pain threshold? is um, going in uh, and and having to have your mouth open for an hour and he's literally one by one tweaking and and pulling. So that, and then after that, not being able to do much with my mouth. And uh, I didn't have a bite, so I couldn't, so he kind of, he stopped my bite. So I couldn't chew anything. I couldn't eat anything tough. I literally was eating, I I was eating soup. I was literally anything. So that's what I spent my money on. My yeah. Tea and, and, and then fragrance and fragrance. And so I decided <laughs> I needed to, I needed, and I would like to have a fragrance that was really special. Yeah. And I remember walking past Penhaligans. Oh, yes. And they pump out smell. And I walked past and I drifted back again. I went in and I said, What is this what smell is that? that you're pumping at? And they said, It's our number one smell. It's called Halzetti. And I, I said, I'd, I'm just going to buy it. And it was £170 for 100 milliliters. And because I had worked hard and well, I decided that my teeth and my smell were going to be winners that year. And I bought it and it lasts amazingly. And recently I bought Halveti leather, which is a, a kind of a strong yeah, smelling... one of their flankers, sort of a, a different... One thing. of their flankers, which the missus doesn't like. So I now have to wear this every time I don't think I'm going to be in close proximity. (laughs) But the problem is, it's such a good aftershade. It sits on your skin for days and your clothes are literally, it's like you've sprayed it with deet. You know, you can't get rid of the smell of deet. Yes, yeah, yeah. This just seeps into your clothes. When you pull something out of the wardrobe that you, you know, that 20% that you actually wear, when you put it out, it smells of... After shape. it's incredible. So that's my oh, signature. Betty. So when I walk into a room, you see hair, hey, uh, <laughs> you see good teeth, you, know, you see good tea, and I do generally have glasses on as well, which I haven't got because of the big super duper light there.
0: But I, I always have glasses. See, again, you've you've, you've sort of trumped me. You, I've got these are sort of green, but I really liked your glasses. So these that's... are gr-
1: these are green also. Um, these are What's... made from. Felled trees in Italy from a storm are. in eighty of something. Of course, of course they are. And they are. There's um, a story. And they're by It's always a story. And they are by a brand called Seb Thirty First, who they're do really the nice. most incredible, innovative, and interesting eyewear. And uh, I was introduced to these by um, by Dan, who is uh, an eyewear stylist in Manchester. Uh, an eyewear eyewear so stylist.
0: Who knew there was a I thing? I know. But again, brilliant because clearly they really work for the shape of your face and that's intentional and all, you know, you've, you've picked the right kind of thing.
1: But and also, I, think, I don't scare anyone. If you're a 30, 40, 50 year old, somebody who's lost their way with fashion, don't know how to dress, feeling overwhelmed, have no confidence and, 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 and so many things and you know that you need to get a stylist and it's not because you're feeling like um, a, 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 a total ego-centric kind of celeb, it's because you know you need help and you, you know, if you've got some financial issues, you reach out to a banker. If you've got an issue with something in your house, you reach out to a labourer. If you've got something wrong with your central heating, you generally reach out to a specialist, an engineer. So, you know, it's the same principle. Go to the experts. You go to an expert. So, uh, yeah, but I, think, I don't know what I was saying.
0: You know, no, but everything you were saying there about, you know, your own personal style in in the clothes, in the hairstyle, in the face, and and then finishing it off, almost that, that kind of finishing touch with a, with a fragrance. That, as you were talking about, it, it, you know, that sense of personal brand, you are your brand. If someone wants to, people are going to be looking at all those markers and, and signatures, aren't they? Because they want to know whether they should invest their money in, in in working with you. So it is, you know, it's why it's such so fascinating to talk to you because you've thought through all of these things and, and you demonstrate them in your in your own life and in the way that, that you go about things. So I think it is it's it's really interesting.
1: And I and I just feel that you know, if I'm if men are coming to me feeling insecure and they're looking to me to put them on the right track with how they look, I, I, I need to inspire them with confidence. So I'm not I'm not obsessed with how I look, but it's important to me how I look. I'm not obsessed about having to wear high fashion Having to reflect what the trends are, the latest
0: season or whatever. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't wear. It. The mm. Guys that come to me don't want to see me in latest fads, trends, and fashions. They want to see that I look confident, that I'm dressed well, and they You're relate well put together. To how, yeah, and so that's you know that's the hair, that's the glasses, that's the clothes, that's the you know. I'm I'm starting to um uh, I'm I'm starting to have it said I'm not obsessed. I've now started <laughs> to have some stuff done on my face. Yes. And um uh, so I um, I've discovered this. I was given a voucher by a very, very kind friend and um it was to go to the atelier Clinic at Egham to, you know, have facial or have some have something done. So I um, I went there and I had a hydrofacial, which was ridiculously incredible. It's like it? having it's it's an you lie back in it in this Heated, um, lounger, kind of bed. And I have an incredible lady who looked after me and she explained the procedure. And I literally was drifting off as she was just chatting through things. And it's this it's this kind of tube that just sucks all the nasty. Oh, sucks yeah. all the nasty. Oh, that sounds I'm sure, great. I'm sure there's a technical term for it, but it sucks all the... And for literally two weeks, I just... I was glowing like no man. <laughs> you had a no ready break glow. I literally had this ready break glow. It was incredible. <laughs> so then I went back and I and um, and before they do anything with your face, they put you through any, like a massive consultation. They put you through all these machines that kind of dig, kind of layer to layer to layer, and and they dig deep and they look at your face and they look at how it is now, the processes of your face, how the the deep levels of your skin, and also how you're going to look in a few years' time, which you was know, pretty scary. And so um, I've just started a, a course of um, of IPL, um, and it is this collagen boosting, anti aging, age spot, sun damage procedure on on on. on do you know what it stands face.
0: for? What's IPL? Do you
1: know? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Oh no, don't worry. Um, uh, only because uh, I don't know. So. We can look it up. Um, we'll look yes, at. yeah, 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 yeah. I should, I should know that. I just, I'm just... So, sorry, is, laser... that
0: a, is that a laser thing then?
1: It's a laser yeah. treatment that essentially um, they use it to... to hit, the... Hit, target the... Target so the... I, so, I know it's red. I don't drink. I've never drank alcohol in my life, but I have like this big red schnozzle. And it's red yeah. and angry and porous. Oh, no, I don't think so. Um, uh, it's because yeah. I've got great lighting. Um, <laughs> I've got great lighting, but, um, <laughs> And so I'm distracted by plants. So, um, <laughs> and, and I've got uh, broken blood vessels. I know because even though I'm not obsessed, I have a mirror in my bathroom that is slightly magnified. Oh, the magnified so, I, one, yeah. so I can, you know, I can see what I've got in growing hairs and I can yank them out with trees the thing that you're never supposed to do that I do. Um, and so, um, and particularly when you're hairy like me, literally my hair grows all the way down. So, you know, I want to yank those little annoying things out. So I have a mirror for that. And I, you know, I noticed that I was, I had broken... Dressers the here, and some, and and sun damage here, and and so I thought, you know what? Uh, I spoke to the guys at uh, Atelier Clinic, and I said, "What do you, what do you think I should do?" And they said, no, this IPL is definitely it's it's a it's so a laser a ten
0: ten part course." Then,
1: um, so I I think I think three to oh, five or three. Okay. three to six. I right. don't think this is ten part. No, it could be infrared laser (IRL) IPL, though infra, infrared something laser. I'd be guess. Um, I'd be guessing at it. So. I am guessing. I am yeah. guessing, but I know. It, I know it. L for laser. Answers on um, a postcard, please. Uh, and um, it's it's not the most pleasant because it's a little bit like uh, if you were to flick elastic band on your face, the part where it hurts is the part that's been damaged, and therefore it's the part that they're repairing. So I've I've had one session. Uh, I have another, and, and if, I'll have them every three weeks to allow it enough healing time and. The result is that my face should look a little bit more airbrushed, which sounds like a complete... Um, no, but it, I, I but it it, just evens um, and gives mm-hmm. an impression of youthfulness. But like I said, I'm not obsessed, even though I sound obsessed, because I've said I'm not obsessed too many times. <laughs> so I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> he protests too much. He really it, protests too much. But I, no, I no, also no, no. feel would be like,
0: really interesting, I think, and actually, you know, joking, it'd so, be really interesting to see the... Before and after on something like that, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, um, I, I, and I think the, um, I think I probably pop up a lot on the, on uh, the teleclinic's socials because I said it's a journey that I'm happy to share because I don't want people to go, oh god, how come you look so young? And I'm like, oh, I'm naturally like this, and I drink mineral water. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't drink any water. I drink gallons drink of coffee. really good coffee. I, I drink mm. really, breezy. Mm. Really I've seen Phil's coffee
0: machine at his house. It's spectacular.
1: It is spectacular. It's um, yeah. coffee um, is important to me. It
0: is to me too. Well, it'd be really interesting to to chart what happens with that, and we'll we'll definitely um, pick up on that.
1: And I wanted to be kind of not. People don't need to know every detail. No, but you want to be honest. But I want to be honest. If people say, "How oh you look good," I want to say, "Yeah, (laughs) because yeah,
0: because I've done this.
1: This is not cheap, but." It's important to me. It's something that I have prioritized.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned this—a nice segue. You talked about your bathroom mirror and the, the magnifying side of it. So it's, it comes to the, the part in the podcast where you know, as the name suggests, I'm, I'm sort of interested in your idea of the man that looks back at you. So you know, how do you, how do you feel when you look in the the bathroom mirror when you? Because it seemed you know, as we've picked up in the podcast, you know, you do take care and and you're you know mindful of these things. So what do you feel about what looks back at you these days?
1: I am reconciling um the man that I am and rather than the man that I'm not. So for years I've looked at I've looked at the man that stood back going, but well, you're not this and you're not that. And why have I, you know, yeah. Why have you not got a smooth back? And why are you not this? And what you know, why are you not successful yeah. and why you you know, this I've just seen this Harsh harsh, harsh, harsh stuff. Harsh as well. critic, and there's nothing wrong with being like we need to be a we need to be our own honest critic. But I was I was not looking at
0: yeah, but it can tip too far, can't it? Yeah. it, it, it
1: it's it's taking me, you know, it's taking me half a century to realize that you know I put myself under pressure that. Uh, I had these expectations on myself that I needed to be successful and what did successful look like and how much money I should be earning and why are they earning more and why have they got that client and how come how come they're successful because they're not as organized as me and I've got all the right attributes and they've got all the right jobs. And how does that reconcile? It's not reconciling. And, you know, I, I wasn't looking at what I had.
0: So you found a way to reframe that then now?
1: I'm 53 and you realize, oh my God, that doesn't matter. That doesn't, that doesn't. It didn't. It doesn't matter in the way that it used to matter, and and it shouldn't have mattered. But it, at the time, it mattered to me. What I didn't have mattered more than what I actually have. And so, you know, the next fifty years, I'm gonna. I I, th- I don't think I look too bad.
0: I mean, my goodness, I think you're in incredible shape.
1: And I don't think I have it bad. And I have an incredibly supportive family who who know that I. I'm a, i am I like looking in the mirror. They know <laughs> they know that I'd smash them out the way to get to the mirror. They to get to the mirror first. Really, this podcast was made for you. This podcast was made the man in the for mirror. me. You know, and they're happy to they wear are. We were made for you. And they they get to enjoy all my products. Like I don't know how many I don't know how many dads took their daughters for their first brass shooting. or how many dads their daughters to buy their prom dresses but yeah. the privilege i it's had unusual. it's really yeah. unusual but it's my job it's what i do i've styled women and men and my daughters think it's normal my daughters when they were seven eight nine ten but run up to an Anne summers window and push their face up against it they go oh, oh daddy look at your work look at her earrings look at her heels while she's wearing some sort of crotchless thong and i'm like yes that daddy's work. All these people going. What's going on with this girl? Why the why? The, why these irresponsible <laughs> why parents the staring at the lingerie? Why these irresponsible parents and their children look at hookers in windows? And yes, <laughs> because, you know. I have these. It's incredible. It's all turned it's, out it's fine, all by the way. Turned out fine. They're lovely, well balanced girls. Incredible, incredible girls. And I'm I'm okay with being faddy, and I'm okay with being mature, and I'm okay with being experienced. I'm okay with being particular, which means maybe I'm. I'm discovering that I'm slightly neurodiverse and I like things down a particular way. And if it's not, I get a little bit cross. And maybe I get a little bit not very PC. I'm okay with being imperfect. I'm okay with having to try and work out my extrovert, introvert, the fact that I know how to be an extrovert, but it empties my social battery. And I, and and you know, I need po- to
0: recharge at home.
1: And I need to recharge at home. I'm in a yeah. cave with 10 coffees. <laughs> I'm okay with being old school. I'm okay with having to pick up a phone and, and not send a WhatsApp. I'm okay with being old school. I'm okay with pleasing people less. and pleasing myself more. And I think...
0: I, yeah, I can the, identify with that. Absolutely.
1: And the one thing I've, I've learned and I am learning and I'm reconciling is that pleasure and pain is growth. And for years, I just thought, Pleasure was good and pain was bad. And I and I've discovered that actually we need them both yeah. the to grow. And the yang
0: of it. I think so too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really that's, interesting, Phil. That's, that's where I see. Phew.
0: They end at the lesson according to Phil <laughs> That was uh, really, really interesting. And and I always end the podcast by asking the guest about the things that bring them joy and, and make them happy. And I, I feel like maybe we've heard lots of these things along the way anyway, like good coffee fine teeth uh good aftershave but <laughs> what i mean and, and some people take this you know in a kind of literal way or you know it's whatever it means to you but i yeah i wonder about the things that that, that make you happy phil
1: i have incredible job satisfaction and i help many men turn a painful process into pleasure uh, and that's that's incredible job satisfaction. that makes me so
0: get reward from that. So
1: happy mm. when I finish a styling session and they jump in the car with eight bags of clothes, and I know that they're transformed, and they message me on WhatsApp because they're always Um <laughs> uh, And they message me to saying, "I just want to tell you that people are saying, "I look really great, but have no idea why." What you have done is incredible. Yeah.: that so That's very rewarding.: So, right? so rewarding. I've already alluded. Have the most supported family. They love all my funny peculiar ways. They love that their their dad and husband is a stylist, and what the drama sometimes that unfolds. All so they celebrate
0: that, right? Well, they
1: celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, it's it's incredible. Self-care makes me really happy. Having a wet shave makes me really happy. Yeah, me too. Going to the... <laughs> With this beard.
0: No, just to tidy up, but even it's... actually, you know, that, that process of sorting the beard out. Know no, what? I know what you mean.
1: Just sitting in that chair and knowing for half an hour, it's all about me. Um, so w- would you... Sorry,
0: to, would you go to a barber and have the f- the full wet shave?
1: Yeah, True Fit yeah, and nice. Hill. Are true, my, fit and true Fit and Hill. True Fit and Hill, my go-to for, for wet shaves... Absolutely love True Fit and Hill. Um they do on an on a side note, if I'm not wearing panhaligans for any reason, um there there are two smells that um True and Hill have. One called Mayfee, which is this incredible fresh cologne. It's if, really I, good. if i want yeah. to smell fresh and citrusy and cologne, that, it's got that, that would be a classic barbershop yeah, profile, is not it? So, so barbery. So that that would be my alternative smell. Uh, so um, you know, having 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 a facial and a wet shave is incredible. Going to my barber every month to get this done is just it's not just important, it's self care. There's this a nut I've booked it in. I take him in an oat slat white, because I know that makes him <laughs> happy. And I see him and we don't talk very much. We don't have much conversation. He cuts my hair, we might say a few things, but I'm surprised. We sit in the chair. I thought you'd be chatting. No, 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 no. I I I, so that's I, a time I remember for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember once when I went to really, really posh, 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 posh hairdressers and they, a separate person took me to this dark room to wash my hair. And while they were washing and massaging hair, they were having, they started making conversation. I went, oh, please, can not just stop you? This is so pleasurable. Please don't talk. This is just... <laughs> and just went, oh, okay. yeah. I just want to enjoy it. I just, which made me sound really creepy. I'm like, oh, really, <laughs> do stop talking. Stop <on>. talking. stop <laughs> And
0: then just listening to the AMSR kind of like... Just, yeah, just,
1: it was just lovely. So that, and uh, Cossie... Coffee is important to me. You know, for my fiftieth, just me and the missus went to Verona, and I booked myself on a latte art course. I had half a day I of mean, learning. Come on, that's how much I like coffee. <laughs> I could have gone to, I could have got to Brick Lane to have a latte art yeah, course. But I went to Verona. I went to Verona. We did Italy, and then we obviously enjoyed the Italian architecture and culture and food and everything else. But um, yeah, so Love coffee. It. And then finally, I think. This is something that doesn't make me happy, but I know I have to do it, which is fitness. And I'm really right. fatty. I'm really fatty with my fitness. I um, I used to be at 36 inch waist. And then quite a few years ago, I lost weight down to 32. And now I'm maintaining a 32 through just a, pro- a different approach to sugar, which is my addiction. And, right. You know, and I'm, I'm doing fitness more because I, not because I like it, because I know how much impact... My mental health and my choices. So um, I, I make better choices when I'm when I'm I'm in a healthy frame of mind. So even though it doesn't make me happy, it doesn't. But it no, I but know you mentally. Know there's
0: a, yeah, there's a benefit to doing it.
1: Mentally, it makes me happy the way I I I, I don't really understand. So I've put fit, fatty fitness because. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Phil, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. I've really enjoyed. Here, i mean as i joked earlier it kind of feels like you're the absolutely perfect guest because you're so eloquent talking about your own the work of course with the styling but also your own self-care and and self-image and i think it you know it's it's fascinating to you know to talk to a professional who can articulate this idea of you know why it's important you know the the image that we give off and and say whether we conscious or subconscious we are giving off that impression aren't we so we, we might as well be sort of purposeful and, and intentional as we said a, a about it and um I'll, I'll put all the details of phil's services but i think you know it's uh you should certainly follow him on instagram and he does some great work and you'll see what a super stylish man he is but i hope you agree it's he's a a pleasure and such a a fun guest so thank you so much phil and um I'll see you again soon, no doubt, at an event, and we'll, we'll have a coffee. And uh, you'll smell gorgeous. And um, look, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for for joining me. And um, yeah, you take care. Thank you, thank you very much. Ian. Thanks, Phil. Fine. Thanks to Phil. Such an enjoyable chat. And uh, as you heard, yeah, the kind of aborted uh, in person visit to his house, which was so embarrassing. But let's gloss over that and enjoy the fact that we got to do it at all. And he kindly. It gave me another chance and and gave me some time. So, yeah, really appreciated Phil's time, and I hope you agree. Just So interesting to think about about styling, think about body shapes, and I think, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, I don't even know if I dress right for my body shape. And also that idea of styling just, I guess it's kind of tempting to think of it as just something that's more you know, sort of fashion show, seasonal and kind of avant-garde, but actually, you know, Phil is a a man in his early 50s, I'm 50, you know, there's absolutely a place to wear good clothes, whatever life stage you're at and whatever job or position you're in, you know, as he very eloquently pointed out, you know, people make that first impression immediately, and, um, you know, there's so much stuff we do now that on screen and including this podcast you know has to be a visual thing that it's really important and to you know we're naive if we if we think people aren't making those um, kind of impressions and assumptions on us so yeah brilliant and such a, a fun guest and um, I think we probably could have talked for, for hours more so my thanks to Phil you should follow him on Instagram and check out his website he's at philtarling on Instagram which is P-H-I-L-L-T-A-R-L-I-N-G, so it's Phil with a double L, so it's P-H-I-L-L-T-A-R-L-I-N-G. And Phil's website is www.philtarling.com, that's P-H-I-L-L-T-A-R-L-I-N-G.com. So yeah, you can check out um, his services there. And um, yeah, he does so much great content on Instagram. So do give him a follow. Um, If you want to follow me at Man in the Mirror, I'm at Man in the Mirror Pod on Instagram. The same on YouTube. And um, as per last week, you'll be able to watch this episode back on YouTube and you'll be able to see us on screen, which I'm going to try and do more of this season. And the final piece of housekeeping, again, as I mentioned in episode one, is that this time around I've done a kind of tipping service. I hesitate to say, I'm so English about it. But yeah, it's a kind of donate if you can, it would be amazing type thing. And I'm using the service called coffee.com. So if you felt able and if you enjoyed this episode and you did want to... um metaphorically kind of toss a coin into my begging cap. Um it's at coffee.com which is ko dash fi dot com and it's forward slash man in the mirror. So it's ko dash fi dot com forward slash man in the mirror. I think I can probably put that in the programme notes too. And there there's a facility there to um tip. Tip the guy, which would be amazing because, yeah, as I said, you know, there's editing costs, there's hosting costs, and, and, and all those things which kind of mount up. And I'm not quite at a stage where I can be, you know, building, you know, amazing ads around it. And I, yeah, I'd love to get to a stage where people want to advertise around my podcast. But you know, all of that's in the future and in good time. But yeah, if you felt inclined to to tip at Coffee ko-fi.com forward slash man in the mirror that would be incredible now enough begging i'm off thank you so much for listening thank you to phil tarling i'll see you next time on man in the mirror until then take care